Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Taco Palenque fans, we have something special for you. Try the Casero Taco now for only $2.75 Monday through Thursday. Flavor-packed with premium sirloin rice and refried beans. Only at Taco Palenque. At participating locations for limited time, not valid for delivery. Other restrictions may apply. From a highly secure network of top-secret locations across South Texas, this is the Spurs Insider, brought to you as always by Taco Palenque. I'm your host, Mike Finger, joined by our panel of Express News Spurs beat writers, Tom Orsborne and Jeff McDonald, along with Express News Sports Editor Nick Talbot. Our sponsor, Taco Palenque, they don't sugarcoat much. A lot of savory delights at Taco Palenque. We're not going to sugarcoat what just happened. We've got to start with the obvious question. There's there's no more denying it. If Victor Wimbanyama cannot win the skills challenge, if he cannot get past the first round of the rising stars, do the Spurs just need to start over? Tom, Tom, I got to ask you. Like, like you, you you were there in Indianapolis. What in the world happened? At the Rising Stars Challenge and the Skills Challenge, is this guy just not a winner? <laughs> it was, um, you know, it was kind of what we've seen all season at the uh, Rising Stars game. He didn't get enough help. Ah, that's a cop out. Skills Challenge again. A true winner would have won the Rising Stars Challenge by himself. And uh, and on Saturday night, you know, he had teammates who just wanted to have fun, and uh, he he. Threw some shade at him for that. He wasn't happy about it. Said, it Wait. is hilarious that we spend so much, not just us, but the whole uh, NBA podcast media ecosystem we've talked about uh, many times before. A, a big driver of all this is talking about the All-Star game, All-Star weekend for months and months, like we do every year. Uh, get all upset about snubs, about people not making it. And it's just the biggest letdown, the biggest, the biggest non-event from from beginning to end. I mean, were you? I think the most compelling thing, Tom, you were there. You can talk about it. That the most compelling thing of the whole weekend was Sabrina and Steph. Right. Uh, aside from that, I'm not sure much of that was memorable. But but I'll, I'll let you defend it since you were there. I had a really good pastrami sandwich at Shapiro's. Shapiro's Delicatessen. <laughs> So that, that was so we should have been talking about that for three months leading up to this and not the rising stars team and the and the skills challenge and the all-star game itself which is just a disaster yeah um, the, Sabrina versus Steph that was a lot of fun um and it was neat 
you know, in the uh, in the press room, media room, when Sabrina started making shots right away, there was a reaction, you know, and you know, I I had no problem with this. There was, you know, we we all try to be objective, and you know, no cheering in the press box, but um, the women reporters reacted uh, initially, you know, with some with some clapping and. Then they caught themselves, and and uh, you know they they didn't do it from that point on. But I understood that completely, and uh, so that was uh, that was kind of neat to see, actually. And um, yeah, you know, I mean, for me, the best the best thing about this is uh, listening to the guys um, when they when they're being asked serious questions. You know, the press conferences at the All Star Game were, you know, that's that's a good part and. Wimby didn't disappoint in that area as he never done. So, you know, his um, his quote about I've been told never to skip steps my whole life, but I didn't it didn't stop me from running up the stairs. That was a good one. Uh, you know, then he talked to that same presser about wanting to be highly involved in decision making uh, down the road. So, you know, those those were good moments. But yeah, I mean the overall the game you know the game. I don't know what I don't know what needs to be done, but it's. Uh, I got an idea. I know it will save. Go, it. go ahead, Jeff. Yeah, I know it will save the All Star game. I've got uh-huh. it here. If uh, Adam Sa- uh, Sandler, yeah, Adam Sandler, yeah, or Adam Silver, <laughs> either one of those guys wants to take this uh, recommendation. One of these days, Victor Wimbanyama is going to be in that game, and he's going to play it like it's Game Seven of the Finals, and that's going to be really funny to watch. Like that will be highly entertaining. Everyone else will be loafing around and he'll be blocking shots to the moon. It'll be great. And he'll probably set the all-star game record because Luca will throw him alley-oops all day long. So that that will be fun. Since there's not much, the Spurs have only played one game since our last podcast. We might as well talk about this here since every other NBA podcast in the world. There is, are no other NBA podcasts in the world, baby. <laughs> That's We're the true. only one we're listening to. It's it, not been I think, podcasted till we podcasted it. Brought to you by Taco Palenque. There you go. I think you do bring up a good point, and that it's all the, the at at its very core, the problem with the All Star Game is like peer pressure or the fact that no one wants to be the only guy trying. Like if you're the one guy. In in a way, the the game also almost needs like a Jeremy Sohan type, <laughs> or or a Victor Wembanyama who's going to take it really really seriously, and maybe that spreads from player to player. Like they they get so upset with Victor Wembanyama blocking their shots that they try blocking shots on the other end, and then the next thing you know, you have a competitive game. But the way it is now, like all from LeBron James to Kevin Durant to Steph on down the line, it's like no one wants to be the guy trying on defense. So no one's going to try on defense because it's frowned upon. And uh, I, I mean, the, the game, I, we, you can go back to the 90s. It's not like this game was good 10 years ago or 20 years ago. No. It's been it's been bad a long, long but it's time. It's gotten I mean, progressively worse. It There's has. been a lot of old men yelling at clouds in the last few days. I mean, you know. These they some some older um, scribes will say uh, NBA followers like want these guys like drawn and quartered for selling the game and and whatnot. I won't go that far, but this is as bad as it's ever been. Like even back in the '90s, 
players would goof around till the third quarter, and then in the fourth, some of that competitive instinct would stick it would would kick in, and you'd see guys, you know, going at each other a little bit. You don't see any of that, and it's not even like bad defense. It's just like not there's just people standing around. It's yeah. not it's it's like a layup line. I mean, and and sometimes we make that joke like in regular season games. Oh, it was like a layup line out there in the All Star game. It like literally is. They just yeah. stand aside and watch each other do stuff. Like it's it's, it seems pointless to me. And I w- was determined when I started this sentence or this uh, this part that I was not going to be old man yelling at clouds. But then I kind of turned into one. You kind of always are an old man yelling at clouds. <laughs> yeah. Let's be honest. The, but you're I not mean, wrong. You're not wrong. The All Star game was terrible. I mean, it's just not fun. It's not fun to watch, and it hasn't been in a long time. They've known it for a long time. Uh, they replaced it what with the two ball challenge like twenty years ago, and it, it, they haven't fixed it since. The Elam 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 ending was good. They should have not gotten rid of that. Like it gave some sort of some sort of down the stretch stakes or something. I don't know. Um, the uh, Saturday night wasn't great either, but it ha- that hasn't been great in a long time either. No, no. Uh, it's almost like like I'm, you know it. it Everybody thinks it was better when they were younger, um, and generally they're right because it gets worse every year. With some with some exceptions, every now and then, like the Aaron Gordon Zach Levine, whenever that was, not too long ago, was a pretty fun little dunk contest. But it's just, just all the dunks have been done. Um, the ones the the dunk contests that we remember from our youth that were amazing, like if if the if the guys tried the Michael Jordan Dominique. Wilkins dunks now just be collective yawn. <laughs> it's yep. just it's yep. it's it's a problem without an obvious solution. And the the Victor Wembanyama skills challenge thing, the the reason why I yawned at that from the very beginning when it was announced he was in it is because that is the most boring, uncompelling event and a weekend full of them. Like I that's it's it's Victor has so many skills. And can do so many fun things, and it's just like asking. I mentioned on the terrible website, it's like asking J- Jackson Pollock to to color in a coloring book, coloring book, and not go outside the lines. Seeing like that, that does not show anything about what Victor Wimbanyama does. That skill challenge, it's I, ridiculous. I just, I just think for full disclosure, we need to just to just to make sure there's no conflict of interest here. Are you sure you're not upset with the skills challenge because it's sponsored by Taco Bell? And this podcast uh, is ta- is sponsored by a competitor, far superior competitor, Taco Palenque. There's a conflict of interest there. I don't even consider those two um, establishments competitors. Taco well, they probably is in a completely though. different, completely different class. Oh, uh, well, sure, sure, sure. Taco Bell, you only go to after two, like around two a.m. And outside of that, it has no use. Why would any of us be up at two a.m.? <laughs> Nothing um, good happens after 2 a.m. and especially at Taco Bell. That's what my mom always told me. Yeah, it's just uh, the 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 weekend's nice to see, uh, you know, the best players congregate, but I'm not sure there is a solution to make it great TV. And it's probably not for us. It's for the kids. Like uh, 20 years from now, people, the, the, the you know, 40-year-olds, mid-30 year olds will be talking about how great, how how terrible the All-Star game is. How how bad the skills competition is, and how much better it was back in. I know they'll be like twenty twenty four. Like remember <laughs> when defense was so good, we they held them to two hundred. <laughs> yes, 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 uh, indeed. 
Back when uh, the players any, cared. Darn it. Any, any other uh, takeaways from your uh, from your? I, I know you mentioned the pastrami sandwich, Tom. Any other takeaways from Indianapolis? Uh, you know, like like I said, Wimby acquitted himself well in the pressers, and um, you know, it was it was neat hearing at media day how much you know they how many eyes are on him. Uh, we've heard it before from Giannis, but you know, three full minutes of talking about Wimby and how the league is going to be his if he stays healthy. That was that was something to hear. I mean, they really. They really hold him in high esteem, not not only just as a player, but you know, just as a potential, uh, you know, heir apparent to LeBron as the face of the league. So that that was that was cool to see. You've got to start winning. And yeah, we yeah. we can. You know, that's that's not trenchant analysis or anything, but uh, that's just a transition into. The second half, it's not really the second half uh, mathematically, but the 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 symbolic second half of the season following the All-Star break, the Spurs enter with a not-great record, with a worse, worse record than last year, uh, bottom four record in the league. The second leg of the rodeo road trip is coming up. It end, the first leg ended since we spoke to you last in Dallas. Uh, Jeff was there. Any Any... That that went just about as expected, right, Jeff? Yeah, sure, sure. Um, <laughs> let's talk really about notable. going forward. What do we have to look forward to over these next twenty-seven games? You might when ask, we, and someone from... someone might write for the newspaper tomorrow. Okay. What might this you is... what what might be worth watching over the next twenty-seven games? Does anyone have any ideas? Wemby wants them to go twelve and fifteen and finish with a better record than they had last year. That would be nice. That I uh, I think that's going to be very difficult for them to do. Absolutely. And I think they're probably going to end up with the worst record in franchise history. Yes. Instead, uh, the worst record in franchise history is 20 and 62. And they are currently 11 and 44. It's not looking great. So they need, they need, they need nine wins to tie. tie. And they they win at the same, if they win at the same clip to to avoid it. Go ahead. If they win at the same clip that they have been winning 20% of their games, uh, they're going to finish with between 16, 17 wins, somewhere in that area. It's not not even that close. And on top of that, they have the second toughest remaining strength of schedule in the entire NBA. So I wouldn't, if you're thinking like, well, maybe you know, maybe they lost a lot of games earlier. Maybe they'll get it together and 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 win win at a better rate down the stretch. They're facing the second toughest um, remaining schedule in the NBA. So I don't know. They've, right, already, so here's, they've already got here's, through their soft part of the schedule and they've got 11 wins. So, so here's the number for the group. I will present it to the group. Uh, 17 and a half. Uh, Jeff McDonald, more than that or over or under wins for the season. Seven. That would, that would be six and a half wins the rest of the way. More than you're, that. You're, you're, you're good at this because I don't know. I don't know. I will read you the list of uh, teams they ha- opponents they have remaining uh, with a, with a losing record. So twenty seven okay. games to go. Um, I think it's nine games against teams with a losing record. So okay. Utah, Houston twice, Brooklyn, Memphis twice, Utah again, and Detroit. So mm-hmm. it's you're, you're asking how many of those can they win basically? And I they, don't know. They, they might pull off a shocker somewhere. Possibly, possibly. 
three games left against the, the Nuggets, man. Like they haven't even played the champs, but once a homestand against the team they owned. That's true. Uh, the Phoenix Suns. That's true. Uh, uh, anyway, 17 and a half over under. Uh, how does Victor getting more minutes factor into all this? I'm I'm, I'm waiting for Jeff's answer first. Under. Oh, sorry, I'm going to say under. I'm going to say under. Under 17 that's, and That half. seems the conservative way to go. Now, now, Tom, you can you can do your little soliloquy here. You can you can talk about Victor's minutes thing, and then you can conclude with a a decision on either over or under. I open the floor to you. Yeah, Pop Pop said in Dallas he's going to increasingly get more minutes you know after being on the on the minutes restriction for low these many months um so yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna go over i'm gonna go over over yeah nick talbot i'm over always the optimist i'm i I gotta think it's under i don't even know if he'll get a lot more minutes because if you get the doors blown off you like they do a lot of the times then it's hard to get 34 30 34 minutes a game He's sitting there for 25 instead. Um, and with all those games against the Nuggets, that might happen. So I'm going under. 16 is probably about right. They, they'll get they'll upset someone we don't expect them to beat. They'll beat the Pistons at the end of the season. They'll beat maybe, they'll probably beat Memphis. Maybe get one against Utah. We're asking a lot to get anything past 16, I think. The uh I was talking to a friend of the the podcast, Andrew Lopez, in I think we were in Brooklyn about this a um, couple weeks ago, and he was talking about Jeff. You were there. I think it was a game. Either it was in Florida. It was. Either, I think it was Orlando. It might have been. It was. It was Orlando, where Victor had gotten sort of shaken up, and it was at the end of a blowout. It was in the second half of a blowout, and he had gone down into the tunnel to work something out physically. And there's like a couple of minutes left in a game where the Spurs are losing by 20-something and Victor asks back in <laughs> because he wants to play. And I think he did get back in or I'm, I'm not... He did not get back in. He did not get back in, but he wanted to get back in. Yeah. And the, the the gist of this is, you know, Nick just mentioned how like he's not going to play the end of blowouts. In a season like this... <laughs> It's almost like the score is irrelevant at all times because they're going to lose anyway. And if he wants to get his minutes in, like no one is. What is the difference between him getting hurt in the last two minutes of a blowout or the first two minutes of a blowout? It's almost it's almost like the rules of when you play guys or, or a victory don't, don't even apply like, or a victory. Right. It the the score and the time are almost irrelevant to him getting his minutes in. So, uh, you know, in, in, the, in the course of a normal season, what Nick just said might make sense. Like he's not going to play his 30th minute when they're down by 30 in the fourth quarter. But like the the game, the, the score doesn't matter anymore. So if he goes his 30 minutes, what's the difference between him playing that in a competitive game and in the uh, and in the end of a at the end of a blowout? Because all of them are, are that way. Probably, um, probably just perception if he does get hurt. Right. I mean, you're like, why did you have that guy in there? You know, down by third. Right. But why do why do you have him play? If if that's the question, I, I know some people outside might ask that. Let's say he let's say he blows out a knee with two minutes left, and the Spurs are trailing by 25 points. But like, if 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 your question is why is he playing at a meaningless moment? Well, the rest of the season are meaningless moments. You know, it's not like they're competing for anything. So. 
my sort of preemptive uh, 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 argument of, for for how you get his minutes in is it, it you just get them in. Um, yeah. It doesn't it doesn't matter if they're getting blown out or not. Um, and, and on that the, on that subject, I don't I don't I don't think he's going to average thirty five the rest of the way. I don't think that was no. that that was the idea. I think he could probably get up over thirty. And to be honest, to this point, he's averaged. Uh, in 49 games, he's averaged 28.4. So it's not right. it's not a big jump for him to average over 30 the rest of the way. But I think We're averaging guilty. 35. I, and in fact, the, the question Pop was answering that day in Dallas, um, I think someone asked, do you see him being a a 35-minute-a-night player? And and Pop kind of said, I don't want to put that number on it, but we're probably going to get him more minutes as the as the as we come back from the break. That's, that's another – just part of modern media that gets kind of silly is, you know, stuff like that where it, it, everything becomes a grand pronouncement and a great, and a big news item. And it's just pop kind of saying, yeah, he'll play more as the season goes on. Like a lot of people do, but because it's Victor Wimbanyama, it turns into, you know, pop says that his numbers are going to go up and they sort of have been already. So, uh, well, it's, uh you, uh, you just, uh, we, we need engagement. So that's true. We frame that in the in the most um, you know proclamationy way possible. Proclamation. Using words like that are, are good for engagement. I think they really are. Yeah, you get engaged by uh, the dictionary, Oxford Dictionary, and they tell you that's not a word, dummy. We're uh, we're recording this on Tuesday as usual. This will hit your earbuds on Wednesday, and when it does, I think uh, Jeff McDonald will be. Will be Pacific bound. Is that right? You're you're going you're out there to start this road trip. In, yes. In, but in the, the when this hits your earbuds, I'll probably be somewhere over like uh, the Arizona desert on the way to Sacramento. What the, the so we got uh, Sacramento on Thursday, a back to back the next day against the Los Angeles Lakers at Crypto.com Arena, and the then. Crypt. Uh, and then at Utah, at Minnesota, we'll break this. We talked about the second half as a whole. This that's a four game end of the rodeo road trip uh, trek. How how are our local cagers uh, primed to uh, to hit that stretch? Who me? Yeah, uh, I think we talked about it last time, but it's not looking it's not looking great. Like maybe maybe they got a puncher's chance in that Utah game, but do you really see them it being anything more than? some whitewashing and the other ones like I know they've beaten the Lakers already this year and played them tough but it's the second night of a back-to-back and the Lakers are in a better spot than they were when the Spurs played them earlier in the season Sacramento Sacramento which is a funny thing to say Sacramento Sacramento and Minnesota Minnesota you know you're not beating those two teams so this will be the first uh, this will be the first Victor game at the Lakers he was at Crypto uh, against the Clippers earlier this year, but that'll be, you know, the the lights are different there. They 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 they. It seems like a bigger deal when it's the. Wonder Lakers. if he'll get so to maybe... to meet Lawrence Tanter. <laughs> he might, the voice of Crypto dot com. Um, is he still there? Actually, I, I, I assume. Yeah. What, what what do I know? I'm not the Lakers beat writer, right? The um, he 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 uh. He tends to play up to the big stage. The uh, the All Star stuff was, as Tom mentioned, kind of. Uh, kind of he didn't get much help in the Rising Stars. Uh, 
that was that was one of that was a shocker. G League team beat them. The uh, the the guys with them on the on the skills challenge weren't totally Goofing aware of the off. rules. They weren't totally aware. Of, like the rules are dumb anyway. Like they're like in the passing thing, there's six point passes and four point passes and two point passes, and no one until the very end with whichever team won it. I think it was in the the Pacers team just start making nothing but six point. Like, why don't you just do that all the time? I don't think these rules are totally, uh, completely thought through. Um, but anyway, the, my, my point was that Victor tends to play up to the moment when he has some help. So maybe he'll, he'll be motivated so, so, for that, so for that in, Lakers game. So like in 2028, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tom, did you see, uh, did you see Victor hanging with, uh, Trey Young there on the sidelines? Hey, he was uh, he was chatting with Trey, smiling, having a good time. Seems like read into it what you want. <laughs> Trey seemed to enjoy his company. Yeah, yeah. Well, who doesn't enjoy Victor's company? That's a good yeah, point. I think it would have been bigger news if they like came to blows on the sideline. There were fisticuffs. Yeah, that would be a bigger story. No more brawls, please. Than them talking and laughing. <laughs> no more brawls. Uh, this isn't the Incarnate Word Insider, right? Yeah. Hey, no. Oh. It is not. Um yeah, that's what's what's different about this there's many things different about this Spurs year obviously. But um the Spurs have generally not been that team where uh just a shot on the sideline like that creates buzz nationwide. Like you did you, you no one was uh no one was going crazy on the on on the Facebook or on the what, what was the one before that the uh, the, the my the, the my book the MySpace the no space one was space. no one was going crazy on MySpace when like Tim Duncan was spotted uh, chatting with uh, Allen Iverson at the All Star game, but in this modern era in this Victor Wembanyama era, if Victor Wembanyama and Trey Young are sitting with in close proximity and there's smiles on both faces, well that's. That can lead to all kinds of uh, aggregation and speculation and whatnot. There, and, yeah. uh, you know, it's it's fun to think about something like that. I think something like that is in the future somewhere. Maybe not this offseason. Maybe not that guy. But eventually, you know, I've written this before. We've all talked about it. There's, there's going to be another player like that, superstar type, that the Spurs are going to target at some point. And... Uh, it's it's sort of fun to to think about a uh Trey Young, Victor Wimbanyama pick and roll. Like I'm not sure Big Trey's the perfect future spur, but you can see some some entertaining uh possibilities there. The Spurs really needed that all to go south in Dallas so they can make a run at Luca. Wow. That's what they really needed, but I I think it seems like happy times in Mavericks land right now. Yeah. Anybody else that you uh that's just off the top of your head? That could be somebody that 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 uh they 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 could pounce upon. The the whole appeal of the whole reason that Trey is mentioned is because things are going south in Atlanta. Yeah. yeah. I mean that's the that's the kind of guy you're gonna target eventually, right? Yeah. Is a, a you know they're not gonna yeah. It's it's a it's a team that has to deal with them. Right. Deal whoever your star is. You're basically looking at the reverse of the Kawhi situation from several years ago, and the Spurs are waiting to pounce on one of those. Yeah. And who's that going to be? I don't know. Not, uh, I, I don't see uh, Donovan Mitchell 
No, probably not. Yeah. Anyway, we're we're petering out here. We've we've had uh, it's 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 the break. We're yes. we're you know, it's the break. We we got to get our our game legs back, just like the local cagers are going to have to when they when they make it to Sacramento on Thursday. They will have had eight days off. You know, you can't just step back on the floor and, and be where you were before, just like this podcast has proven, right? I mean, you can if you're if you're a true professional. This well, is, this is a time of year, you know, you just you kind of take care of things you need to take care of, you know, medical things and you know, maintenance type things. It's a, it's a break. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. That's that huh. That's that's good to know. Yeah. Uh yeah. I'm sure that the I'm sure the Spurs have done that. Maybe some of them have been refreshed when on their time off. What what did Jeremy say? Where did Jeremy say he was going after he left the Rising Stars, Tom? He was gonna go uh gonna go walk with Otto in the King William area. Is that right? Yeah, his dog. What kind, what kind of what kind of dog is Otto? German pointer. A German pointer. Yes. So uh, if anyone has been hanging down in the King William area in San Antonio, which is a very nice area, and they yeah. see a German pointer uh with a I guess the German pointer wouldn't stand out as much as the six foot eight dude with blonde hair uh, uh would, would stand out. But uh might offer them a little, little encouragement. Yeah. Um do, do people not some... go to Cabo anymore? Has that become like blase or passe? I think some some people do. Um, you know, it used to be Cancun. Oh. That was the whole thing. The one, two, three Cancun back in the day. Nick but Bad nobody, Axel. like, no, none, none of those guys would be caught dead in Cancun anymore. Yeah, from Cabo's yeah. past. Cabo, and I'm wondering if Cabo is the new Cancun, and they're somewhere else. Well, our I mean, own friend Lamarcus Aldridge was a regular uh, Cabo yeah. All Star break. Cabo. I will uh, volunteer this summer to uh, do a story on all the places NBA players um, like to vacation. I'll, I'll I'll jump from place to place and then maybe it'll be like a travel review, but I'll volunteer to, for that one. Talk to the locals about whether they've ever seen LaMarcus Aldridge or Jeremy Sohan or whatever. See, that's the other thing. Well, I guess it would be legal for our 20 year olds to go down to Mexico and partake in the local uh, festivities. I don't know. But the, the um, my, my point is that the Spurs are so young. I don't know if they go on these trips. Maybe they go down to Acuna, you know, they could just take a quick drive. Maybe so. Maybe so. But they'll be back uh, on the court Thursday, February 22nd at Sacramento, trying to prevent the Kings from lighting the beam, as they say. Jeff McDonald will be there along for the ride on the West Coast uh, swing. They will be back in you in our hometown of San Antonio next Thursday. We'll We'll talk to you before then. Uh, but but uh, the Chet Holmgren and the Oklahoma City Thunder will be there to greet them on their return from the rodeo road trip. We'll see uh, if if there's any more victories to talk about, if they're getting closer to Victor's goal of passing last season's record. It's a tall order, but hope springs eternal here at the All-Star break. With the local cagers, with our listeners, we hope to, to see you and hear you and have you along next week. Until then... Take care of each other and keep it real.